we continue with the talking point today and let's get straight into our thinking point then looking at the vaccine hesitancy which is seemingly on the increase. Professor Rodzani Moloiwa is the head of Department for Pediatric and Child Health at the University of Cape Town. Professor Moloiwa, good morning to you and thank you for your time today. Uh, good morning, Sis uh, Kete, and thank you for the invitation. Look, when we look at just where the conversation around vaccines is in the country, it seems to me that more and more it is becoming a polarizing issue. It is becoming an issue that very clearly divides the country along the lines of those who are vaccinated and those who are not vaccinated for whatever reasons they they may be choosing. Is there a way of of, of bridging this gap from from your perspective? Um, I think, Siskati, um, the first thing to really understand is to understand what we mean by vaccine hesitancy. Um, what one would call a vaccine hesitancy is not a cut and dry black and white um, um, you know, um, issue, like that is so clear. It's actually a spectrum. So when you look at um, people in general, the spectrum, if you like, from the left will move the whole way to people who would like, you know, I want the vaccine yesterday, you know, to people who are completely anti-vaccines on the other opposite side of the spectrum. Of people, probably those who like, and people who are a bit hesitant, uh, we sometimes like, call, like calling it lack of vaccine um, confidence. And so it's usually expected when a new vaccine comes up that Initially, you're going to get a, a quick uptake by those who are very vaccine confident, uh, may have better knowledge, better understanding of how vaccines work, and, 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 and are probably well informed in terms of safety. But as time goes, what you're left with are people that may have questions and maybe um, people who are completely against vaccines, which is on the extreme spectrum, but probably a very small number of people are of that. I think in South Africa, mm-hmm. that would be less than 20% of the population. So what we are experiencing um, is being seen all over the world, the same pattern that when the vaccines were initially introduced, a lot of people rushed to get them because they were very vaccine confident, but that would then leave those who are less vaccine confident, which we may call hesitant in a way. So the pattern of what we are seeing is not really unique. It's what we see even with other vaccines, but it's probably more pronounced because of the agency required of getting as many possible vaccinated against COVID-19. So, you know, you, you, you talk about the, the, the spectrum of hesitancy, right? And one of the things that, again, we, we also see is that oftentimes those who are confident about the vaccine look at those who are not being who are not confident about this vaccine who are hesitant as being ill-informed as being uh, bad advised and and i think that only closes down the conversation even more so instead of having a constructive conversation it then just leads to everybody um at the end of the day, holding even more firm to the position that 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 that, that they had when they were entering the conversation. You know, I absolutely agree with you. That is a very unfortunate situation because I believe that the very first thing to do 
is to actually acknowledge what, in my um, perception, are real fears that people who are more hesitant of the vaccines have and address them honestly and sincerely. Um, because, uh, unfortunately, the current um, issue about vaccines and vaccination is happening also in the context of widespread um, information and misinformation in the media, which makes it very difficult for someone who's genuinely concerned or genuinely fearful for whatever reason, not knowing what is fact and fic- uh, or fiction and what is fake and what is real. Mm. And unless we are actually willing to honestly and engage those fears, that's why we end up where we are right now. And I really believe that the first thing to do is to honestly and sincerely acknowledge people who have got genuine concern for whatever reason, and deal with those concerns. I mean, I personally have dealt with, have had to join um, companies and organizations answering questions at that mm. granular and, and grass level uh, mm. um, of their organizations, asking people asking specific questions and wanting specific answers. And I think that's sure. the area and the level at which we must engage. Professor Muloy, well, we're going to continue this conversation in a moment. It's 9.13. I'm Samdhuli standing by with your latest headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the thinking point today with Professor Rodzani Moloiwa, who is the head of department for pediatric and child health at the University of Cape Town. We're talking about the hesitancy around the vaccines that continues. And is there any way really that we can have a more constructive conversation and address the concerns that people are raising where the vaccine is 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 concerned and 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 professor Molewa, because they there are such deep levels of distrust right and, right and 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 people really want to be able to to have answers and not just about the vaccine itself but the broader global conversation, you know, um, who is actually ultimately making the most money out of these processes. And it brings us into a whole other conversation about just, you know, not just the, 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 the equity question over who has access to the vaccines or who doesn't, but the ways in which, you know, some of the developed countries are making it somewhat impossible when we look at things like the TRIPS waiver and the amount of support that it has received for the developing world to actually be able to access these uh, patents, the knowledge, the technologies. But all of that ends up becoming conflated into one conversation and ultimately becomes a, a determining factor. So is there is there a way of, 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 of clearing what are essentially... Um, muddy waters? It's a very, very good question. Uh, uh, Kathy. The issue is um, find ourselves right now and how we ended here. I think a number of things could have been done differently. Um, uh, helped us a lot uh, in terms of the muddy, as you say, um, by having had an open way of discussing these issues access and equity and in particular i think people don't realize this the uh, vaccines have got the greatest positive impact on 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 poor countries and even on and the reason for that being that um, 
rich countries, if something goes wrong, have got resources for responding to the um, to to the crisis, like ICUs or producing ventilators. But poor countries need have got very responding to that. So that has been a major issue. And of course, you're raising important issues about whether people are suspicious about who's making money from this. Um, and, and, and so forth. And the question is whether we can't communicate better. I mean, right now, this conversation we are having, it, mm-hmm. it, it's a way of trying to to open up the debate, the discussion, so that we can honestly and sincerely engage content. And a lot of them, unfortunately, have been um, uh, impacted on upon by, by misinformation and conspiracy theories that are not um, well-founded. But it really does not make any difference at a practical level because it leads to the same common pathway of non-acceptance of what should be um, a very important public health intervention to take us back to a normal life. Mm, mm. And, and and this idea, Pumzile Maldaga uh, on social media, on Twitter, uh, is saying, Kathy, it's true, the conversation and the language around the vaccine hesitancy, even by experts, turn vax hesitancy to vax resistant you can be a regular flu vaccine taker but dare you question this one you are automatically an anti-vaxxer um that's what pumzile is 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 saying about it and i think you know just from the experience of speaking to people on this platform hearing what people have have to say that has been the experience of 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 some that when they ask questions they treat it like you know, they don't understand the scale of the health problem. They don't want to be part of the solution. And they end up completely opting out. Absolutely. And this is what I've, um, and some number of our colleagues have spent the last number of months dealing with um, by taking the discussions to the, to the very grassroots of people with those concerns. As I said, the very first thing to acknowledge, I mean, just get to think about it. It really makes no sense at all that if you understand very well that there's a life-saving intervention, that you reject it outright and choose the alternative, whatever that alternative is, there must be something wrong within the dialogue and conversations that is missing. And I think it's incumbent on all of us to acknowledge um, the real fears and the concerns people have. As I say, it really does not make any difference whether that was generated by real um, um, uh, events or by misinformation. Either way, we have to honestly engage with that. And I need to regard the people who may be hesitant as being comp- as being rational, as being people who care about ones ending up in ICU and so forth due to COVID-19, but still with all those concerns, still have real fears that we need to address. And I have personally found it very, very helpful to to take uh, seriously and engage with them at, at grassroots those individuals. And, and, and what we don't realize also, Siskete, is that uh, the general information about how safe and effective vaccines are does not really work with what you call hesitancy. What works is I having a, a specific question about some side effect, about something that I heard my cousin say being addressed specifically as a question. So we need to take this to a very um, granular level and work with broad 
information because that does not deal with individuals' concerns. Mm. So, so you're right. People have this, and I think we need to move away from that kind of um, position that just regard everyone with a question as being like um, a lunatic or unreasonable. And when it comes then to the introduction of a vaccine passport, do you think that's likely to get more people who are hesitant to go and vaccinate or um, will they simply stick even firmer, uh, you know, in, 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 their, in, the, in their conviction effectively of not getting vaccinated? So so, so I'm saying in terms of the introduction of the vaccine certificates effectively that will be able to clear some people to enter certain spaces or not to enter if they don't have one. What what impact do you think that's likely to have? It's not very clear as what impact has There are countries that have introduced... um, uh, the so-called vaccine passports. And usually that is to facilitate private companies and certain areas where the people who own those establishments, be it a hotel, a restaurant, or would like for the safety of their patrons to make sure that anyone and everyone who goes through their door uh, has, got, um, has been vaccinated to facilitate that. So that is what is... And in other countries, for example, France, the implementation of that has allowed people to then um, confront their fears, um, think about them deeply, and in fact has seen an increase in the uptake of vaccines. But that simply means that people then have an incentive to start reflecting and engaging and getting their questions answered. I would like to believe that those who really still would not still accept those vaccines, but it means that it became um, a tool for allowing people to then start confronting um, their own fears and getting answers and becoming comfortable enough to vaccinate. Mm. That it has worked in other parts of the world. Okay. Uh, Prof, I'm going to ask you just to stay on the line. I'm not sure if Putti may or may not have a question for you. Putti, good morning. You're calling us from Roblesdal. Morning, Kathy, and morning to uh, the, do- the good doctor. Mm. I, I think the, the confusion or frustration or hesitancy to some of us is, is because you don't find consistency in the people, so-called experts. Mm. Uh, I mean, even to the politicians. Uh, I can imagine if you can take the videos or clip Ramaphosa since the lockdown, you will find that the stories will keep changing. Uh, you, if you go and collect also the clips of different experts, you will also find that there's a lot of uh, contradiction in many instances. And you also find that as if there's a competition of uh, who are the good, uh, the right experts, who are not the right experts. You find that some doctors or so-called experts also speaking against each other. Now, when we find people like us who are laymen, who does not know much, and uh, you, you, you hear the, the, all these experts that cannot agree on, on the safety of these things or, or right. not safe or mm. what must be done, all right. It, it, it Putty, really become a, a um, quite Putty, a hesitant. Yes. I'm going to give the prof an opportunity to respond to you shortly.
All right. Of course, we had that question from um, from our caller a little bit earlier on. Professor Moloiwa, uh, do you want to respond to that issue of the um, the changing? Putu was talking about the changing of 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 opinion from government from experts that has left somebody like him not knowing what decision to make. Um, yes, Skepi, and I, I, and again. I- would like to acknowledge that concern, and mm-hmm. I really think it's a valid concern. But I'll have to point out that um, what may have come through these past 18 months as um, um, major differing opinions in, in, in the so-called experts, and maybe I need to pause here and, and maybe quote um, uh, uh, Professor Shabir Madi from the University of the Witwatersrand, Friend, who pointed out that actually there are no COVID experts because of this being a new disease, and we are learning as we go. And over the last year, a lot of change in opinions has reflected a growing understanding and knowledge of the disease and the disease space. And that has happened um, very, very quickly. And part of it was this information came. It had needed people to reflect, um, change, uh, implement different um, uh, strategies, and that has not been made easy, for example, by the emergence of different uh, variants that also had very different uh, impact on both infection and disease, as well as even how vaccines um, uh, counter this. You will remember earlier in the year when we thought the AstraZeneca vaccine was about to be rolled out, mm. and some emerging information made uh, the government pause and change the strategy, for example. But that should actually give us um, uh, uh, more trust and, uh, than, than, the, than the opposite because it shows that we are willing to change when new information becomes available. That means we respond better and appropriately to the pandemic. But I do agree that that would leave some degree of concern and maybe we need to find a better way of communication that does not create that kind of impression. All right. We're going to leave it there. Professor Rudzane Moloiwa, uh, who is with the University of Cape Town, he's the head of department for, pediat- for pediatric and child health there, uh, just talking then on the issue of the vaccine hesitancy and yeah some of the some of the issues that are leading to hesitancy and how we can be actively trying to ensure that people who have questions have those questions answered you know i don't think it's good enough to uh, simply shut people down without taking time out to actively you know hear what their concerns are and and address them and and yeah you know the reality is that when we look at where the rest of the world is um they seem to have made a lot more progress in having a sense of normality in 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 their societies again and a lot of that is built on the fact that people um are getting vaccinated i'll see your call i'll take you after uh, this quick break